Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. Learn from extraordinary leaders and get a behind-the-scenes look at what it truly takes to become a network marketing hero. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools at blissbusiness.com. Tonight we have a very special guest, very, very special guest, Kimmy Merrill Everett from Honolulu, Hawaii. And she has an extraordinary story and extraordinary statistics. And I'm going to get the jump on her and tell a little bit of our story so that she doesn't get to tell her total vision of it. I met uh, Kimmy uh, four or five years ago at a master's event in Houston, Texas. She had her team there. The next year I met her again at master's. She had, gosh, I think she had 70 or 80 people there on her team. They were all dressed up in costume and they were all on fire. And then I met her again last winter at a Sonia Stringer uh, event where she and I were both uh, on the stage live streaming a presentation uh, to uh, about 20,000 mostly women around the world. And then uh, Kimmy and her daughter came to one of my vision workshops. And then Kimmy, after the workshop, called me up, and she was going through some issues with her company, and <clears throat> she asked me to coach her, and uh, occasionally I do that for people who want to go from, you know, 50 grand a month to 100 grand a month, and she seemed like a fascinating subject, and she was challenged for sure in her company, so we started this coaching relationship. And initially, that started off to be a once-a-week phone call, and then it got to be twice a week, and then it got to be three times a week, and then four times a week, and five times a week, and six times a week, and seven times a week. And I think it might even have got up to about 10 or 14 times a week. And I can claim that I was rather clueless as to what was happening and why we were having so many coaching calls. For sure, she had some big challenges in her company, but actually what was happening is she and I were falling in love, and we actually did, and so we started this long-term relationship, and it was a fascinating relationship because we were both building different companies, and uh, I actually very much enjoyed that, uh, watching what she was doing, and um, so we had this long-distance love affair from... California and Idaho to Honolulu, and then the first of the year, uh, she and her 16-year-old daughter Haley moved to Carmel, California with me, so now we're in the same home, and I'm going to let her finish the story uh, because she has a fascinating uh, four-year career of her own, uh, ending with some interesting challenges and some interesting events, which she'll fill you in on. So here's uh, for your career, Kimmy Merrill Everett, who's on the other side of the house on the other <laughs> veranda. I got the good veranda, you guys. I got the good <laughs> spot for the call, I'm happy to say. So thank you for having me on the call, Richard. And 
where shall I start? Shall I start at the beginning? That's an excellent place to start, Kimmy. How about if you start <laughs> at the beginning? Tell us what your network marketing experience was prior to getting involved, what you knew about it, what you were doing for a living, where you lived, and how you got introduced. And then I'll ask you, when you get done with that, how you launched your business. Okay, perfect. Uh, I had no previous network marketing experience five years ago. I had heard of network marketing. I actually had a couple friends who had done network marketing, um, but I always just kind of thought that was something that I didn't do or wouldn't do, and I didn't know what it was really. I didn't understand it, and I had never looked into it. And I was living in Honolulu, Hawaii at the time, that I got introduced to the company, and I was struggling. I was a single mom, and I was working 60 hours a week and living paycheck to paycheck and really in a financial bind. However, I wasn't out looking for alternatives or options to help me get out of my bind because of the fact that I was working 60 hours a week, and as a single mom, I didn't have any free time. So I wasn't thinking, ooh, maybe I could make some side money doing something else. I was thinking... Uh, I, I wasn't really thinking. I kind of had my head buried in the sand and, and was just hoping that something was going to come along and save me. And you know how hope isn't a strategy. Uh, but actually, I got really lucky because network marketing got introduced to me by my sister, my sister and her sister-in-law. And um, it was the best thing that could have ever come my way and the most unexpected thing. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy hearing people's stories is that nobody, most people – aren't out looking for a network marketing company. It kind of finds them. Well, that's what happened to me. It found me. And the day it found me was my sister sent me an email. And I was actually going to be heading to her home in Colorado for my niece's graduation for the weekend. And she sent me an email saying, I can't wait for you to get here. I want to tell you about my new business. And somehow I just knew that she had gotten involved in network marketing. I don't know why. I just had this idea, and I thought, oh, dear, what, what is she doing now? And my sister was a stay-at-home mom. She'd never worked, and um, so I was interested to hear what she was doing. But in the back of my mind, I thought – I didn't think, oh, this is something I might want to do. I thought, oh, good for her and interested to see what she's doing. And so that's kind of how it got started. That weekend, she and Katie talked about – uh, their company, the company all weekend long, and they sent me home with some product, and and still, even then, I wasn't thinking this is something I could do. I was thinking, oh, I'll share the product with my daughter and uh, report back my experience because that's what they asked me to do. And and within a week's time, I went from not even considering doing the business to thinking, oh my goodness, I, I think I'm the first person in Hawaii to be introduced to the company, and wow, what an incredible opportunity this could be for me and my daughter Haley. And so I, I thought, you know, if I could make $500 a month, that was my goal when I uh, thought about joining. And I didn't know what the income potential was. I, I hadn't read anything. I hadn't studied anything. I didn't see a presentation. I just thought, oh, my goodness, if I could make $500 a month, I'd break even. Because at that time, my rent was 2500 a month, and my income was 2000 So I wasn't even making enough to just pay my rent, let alone the, the staples of my life every month. And, um, and so I jumped in, and I got started. And that was kind of the beginning of me in network marketing. So uh, one of the things I know about your story, Kimmy, is you were in Honolulu. Uh, your sponsors were in California and Colorado. 
But right after introducing you, they took off and went to Italy for three weeks. So how did you get started? How did you get coached? What happened? Well, you know, that was probably, even though I was feeling really sorry for myself that my sister and my daughter and Katie and the whole family had gone off to Italy and I was stuck at my job in Hawaii, uh, the best thing that could have ever happened was that they took that trip because they plugged me into the top earner of the company. And because of that, all of a sudden I had direction um, and mentorship immediately. He sent me an email. He said, listen, if you're willing to do these things, it's actually a really long email that got whittled down over time. Uh, and it said, do this, do this, do this, do this. And so I thought, gosh, I'll do these things. And there were two really significant things on that email that changed, or not changed, but shaped the start of my network marketing career. One of those recommendations was to get on the weekly call that our company had that he was the host of. And I remember vividly getting on that first call with anticipation, excitement, and, and actually doing it from my office secretly. Hopefully nobody from my old job is listening to this call right now. And, um, and I remember him saying his earnings for that month. And he had said that he earned $75,000. It had so happened to be that there was a big promotion going on that month. And he earned $75,000. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. So immediately my belief went to, okay, I'm not going to earn $500 a month. By the end of my first year, I'm going to earn 100000 a month. That was my goal that I set for myself on that call. And had I not heard that call, I probably would have trudged along thinking my potential was still $500 a month. So immediately my bar of my goal was risen. And then what happened is he, on that email, also recommended that I read a book called Beach Money. And that book by Jordan Adler gave me great advice because he in the book talked about that he had gone to lunch for I think he only did 30 minute lunch lunch meetings um, and I thought, oh my gosh, well, that's exactly how I'm going to build my business. I'm going to go to lunch every day with a new friend and talk to them about my business. And that was where I was able to squeeze in the time to build my network marketing business in a, in a very, very full schedule. And so that's how I got my start. Every day I would call a new person or email a new person and say, hey, I'd love to get together with you. Can you meet me up in this little special meeting spot that I had? And I want to talk to you about business. And so that's how I got my start, and the people who met with me early on, they saw the vision, and uh, you know, by the time I'd go back to my office, many days I'd have a new business builder, a new team member, and so that's really where the, the growth of my organization started was on the commitment of me meeting on my lunch break every single day. And Kimmy, when you met with people on your lunch break and you showed them the product and you talked about the opportunity, and you say many of them got the vision, yeah. what do you think it was about your presentation that had them catch the vision? Well, that's a great question, and I would say that it was my excitement. I was just so excited to introduce something new into Hawaii. And, you know, I even though I didn't understand how network marketing worked, I had heard the stories of people in companies like Herbalife and uh, New Skin, companies that had been around forever, and the people who had joined, even Amway, and the, the people who got started in the beginning and the incomes that they were create, had created and still were earning, you know, 30, 40 years later. And so that was the vision that I cast for people was join me and let's create 
replicate this here again with our company. And so that it was that excitement of my excitement that got them ready and uh, and enrolled. Okay, let's talk statistics because a big theme of these hero calls is not just people's story because nobody on the call can duplicate your story. Your story is unique to you. But what they can duplicate are some of your strategies, and they can duplicate for sure your statistics. So you presented to somebody, it sounds like, almost every day, which means mm-hmm. you had to be you had to be making a lot of calls to get people to show up to have lunch with you. How many mm-hmm. people did you sponsor in your first three months, if you recall? Well, I happen to be looking at my stats right here. So uh, in my first three months, I sponsored 22 people. <laughs> that is a magnificent launch. A yeah, magnificent it was launch. great. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, by the end, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Ask me your question, and then maybe what I want to say will tie into what you ask. Well, what I was going to ask is, by the end of your first year, how many had you personally sponsored? By the end of my first year, I sponsored forty people. So twenty-two right off the bat, and then you probably had a lot of work to do to support those twenty-two. But that kind yeah. of got your car over the hill, got you some momentum, and but. You did something brilliant there, Kimmy, that so many leaders that actually they get off to a good start, they sponsor some people, but then they take their foot off the gas. You kept your foot on the gas, not at a blistering pace, but enough of a pace so that you kept putting people in the business so your team saw even after you've got 22 people, you got to keep putting people in the business. Exactly, so, <clears throat> yeah. You know, one of the things I wanted to add on that is that I definitely also in those first 22 people, uh, you know, you've heard the, I think I've even heard you say it, talking about an, a deck of cards and there's four aces in the deck. And I have to say that in those first 22, I think I had in that first 22 people, I had two or three of my aces show up right away. So I was also very fortunate with some of the people who joined me early on. Fortunate is in... <laughs> the fantastic start. So by the end of your first year, Kimmy, with 42 people personally sponsored, what was the size of your organization like in monthly sales or total distributors? Gosh, you know, I could tell you what my my income was, but I don't know how many distributors I had at that point. My guess would be and this is, I don't know, I would say maybe 5,000 people in my organization by the end of my first year. And um, I can tell you my, my income. What was your income? Uh, my income for my first year was $234,000. <laughs> if, if, if people weren't on mute, we could hear some phones drop onto the floor. Yeah, well, my phone dropped on the floor, too. That was a long way from $2,000 a month of income, trust me. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so by the end of your uh, second year, what did things look like? So by the end of my second year, you know, my sponsoring slowed down in my second year, and I only sponsored 13 people in my second year. Um, But my income uh, went up. 
to over $300,000 in my second year, so I was very pleased with the progression of my team. I would guess that maybe then I had approximately 10,000 people in my organization. And by the end of your third year? Uh, by the end of my third year, things were looking really nice. I'd made over a half a million dollars that year. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting thing. I, I didn't really start keeping my stats until you asked me to be in the four-year career. And uh, I actually only sponsored five people in my third year. My sponsoring slowed down. And uh, luckily my income continued to grow. My team continued to thrive. But my personal sponsoring slowed down dramatically. And by the end of your fourth year? Uh, by the end of my fourth year, my income was uh, almost $700,000 that year, and I, again, sponsored seven people. And I have to say that it was at the end of my four years that you invited me to be in the four-year career, and it, and it made a really just obvious realization to me that I needed to get back out and start sponsoring again. And so I was grateful to actually look at my stats because I, I, didn't, I wasn't keeping them, so I wasn't aware. It's not that I wasn't recruiting and talking to people. I was doing it on a constant, regular basis. But I think because my organization had grown to such a, a large, uh, so large, I, I, I stopped following up with people. So I would do a lot of talking, but I wouldn't do really well on my follow-up. Yeah, I remember the first conversation we had, Kimmy. You said you wanted to take your business to the next level to a hundred grand a month, and what did you need to do that? And we talked about the first year sponsoring, second year, third year, fourth year, and it had obviously backed way off in the second, third, and fourth year. And one of the things we talked about was how many actual leadership legs, people that were running away with the business, whether you were driving their leg or not, how many of those did you end up with? Well, first two numbers. In the total of four years, how many people did you sponsor personally? And then how many ended up being leaders that were driving the business, whether you were helping them or not? Right. So in my four years, I ended up sponsoring a total of, I think it comes to like 64 people. And I had a very solid six legs that were operating whether I was there or not. So my, my organization was really at a, at a great place, but I wanted to take it to the next level. Yeah. And we talked about two things to take it to the next level. One was get back on a, an aggressive personal sponsoring level because, you know, if six people are earning you 700 grand a year, well, how do you get to 1.4? Well, those six are going to help you get there for sure because they're going to keep growing, but one of the ways is to go after another six. We also talked about culture, and this is one of the places that you had already demonstrated a high degree of leadership and vision. So can you talk about um, what you did throughout that four years to create culture and team and community and relationship and trust in your group? Yeah, you know, I think that was probably the most unique thing that our organization had was an incredibly strong, strong solid culture and um, really, you know, feeling like a family. And so having the team wanting to come to the events and wanting to show up and wanting to participate because 
they were recognized and it was fun. And one of the things I really enjoyed about your and my coaching was you bringing it back because I got so caught up when we started about making a hundred thousand a month. Uh, that was my, you know, I just wanted to make a hundred thousand a month. And you asked me a couple of interesting questions. One of the things you asked me was, well, how much is enough? Like when is enough enough? And I thought, wow, that's a really interesting point. Um, and, and then you asked me, you know, what, uh, what, are, what brings you joy? Because I think by year four, I kind of had forgotten about the joy factor and was really focusing more on just getting to that next level of 100000 a month. And, and so I, I did some, uh, some exercises through your Mach 2 book that were very helpful to me to figure out what was important to me and what my core values were. And my main core values were fun, joy, and love. And so really incorporating that into my team culture. And so creating events more than just showing up to do a big business presentation, um, always creating events that in, included the team in an external way other than just the business and building the business and talking to prospects and build, build, build. So, for example, you know, my team in Utah, we had an awesome experience where we went um, – uh, what's it called, a, a ropes course, and it was just so great. It got people outside of their comfort zone, and we worked together as a team, and it was fun. And then in Hawaii, we did this event where we had an amazing retreat where I rented a home on the North Shore, and we had our own private concert with one of my favorite Hawaiian musicians and just really brought the team together. And so creating these bonding experiences that really allowed me to give back to my team and honor them for all the hard work that they'd put into building the business and just allowed us to, you know, unite as a, a team, a family. And, and it, it, it became so much more than just building a business. It really became that we were connected as a family. And I love my team members dearly, and I always will. So um, tell everybody uh, how you and your team have used the four-year career? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the four-year career was introduced to me uh, actually before you – I mean, I'd met you and I knew who you were, but I, I still hadn't dug into the four-year career. So I can vividly remember the day that I read the four-year career for the first time, and I read it in one sitting, and I got to the back, and I saw that you could do your own custom edition, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. Um, and, and then quickly after that is when I was at the Sonia Stringer event with you and when you began coaching me and you invited me to be in the generic edition. And so I uh, and my team started using the generic edition, but what really resonated with my organization was when we did our own private edition of the book. And so what happened is, you know, I think it was nine of our leaders um, came together and shared our stories in the private edition. So it was really cool because what allowed uh, my team now to do was to go out and, and uh, be edified in the, in the field as they're building and talking to people versus just trying to edify the top, top leaders of our company. Some of the, you know, mid-level leaders also got edification. And, and so, you know, we had 10,000 books that we were using out in the marketplace. We shared 10,000 books, and then I believe we did another run on the books. And the way we would use the book was uh, my favorite way to use the book is as a tool to prospect. 
and I use it actually all the time. I have a four-year career tucked in my bag everywhere I go, um, especially now. If I don't, I get a scolding. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it's the greatest way to communicate with people about our business because, you know, what I find is that so many times people go into trying to sell uh, the prospect or the friend or whoever you're talking to on your certain company. And so the, the person on the other end shuts down. They, they don't want to feel sold. They don't want to listen. They have objections to network marketing or they don't even know what network marketing is. And so uh, we as a team started a, a, a strategy called Two-A-Day where we handed out two books a day of the four-year career. And it was awesome. It got people in our organization who weren't talking to anybody uh, out moving and shaking and actually meeting people and talking to people and handing out a book. And so, you know, there's a, a bigger part than just actually handing out the book. You've got to make sure that when you're sharing this book, you do follow-up because it's just like handing out your product and not following up if you're going to share your product with somebody. Um, if you hand out a book and you don't follow up with them, there's a good chance that probably they're not going to read it. And so the easiest way for us to follow up with sharing these books was simply sending a text to somebody the next day saying, hey, how are you liking the book? And um, I have just found a tremendous value with this tool. It's my favorite tool. And so uh, I used it with my, my company, and I'm using it now as I'm, as I'm building in my company with you. Okay, so um, then some unforeseen things happened. Yes, with absolutely. your company. So speak about the the trauma and the drama and the unforeseen event. Okay. Um, well, so what happened is uh, my company was acquired by a larger company, and it happened very quickly. So it was very surprising. For me, and that was probably the biggest challenge I've faced in network marketing uh, as a leader. Because as a leader, our responsibility is to lead and to, uh, you know, reassure our team. And I all of a sudden felt shaken and not sure and um, unstable. And I didn't really know what to do. And actually your coaching was incredibly valuable. You coached me through that experience and you coached my team through the experience and you helped us get our feet back on the ground and move forward. And actually you were invaluable for me and my entire organization because we did a, a leadership retreat and you, uh, along with 30 of my team members, went to a private place for four days and really helped us get back on track with our vision and our purpose and our passion and what we wanted to create with our company. And, and that was just fantastic. And so we were back on track. We were excited and, and ready to move full steam ahead. And, um, and you actually had invited me to come and speak at your company's event. And I was really excited to do that. I was excited to come and share my experience you know, uh, being your partner and also because of how much you had given to our organization. I really wanted to add value and share my experiences with, with your organization. And what ended up happening for me that weekend is um, I realized that I wanted to be on the same path with you as my partner and engage in your vision and, and create our vision together as a couple. And so I decided to actually uh, – take a step back from my company and come and join you with your company. And so that's where I've been for the last few months. And it's just been absolutely wonderful working together and 
and moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and neither one of us saw that coming. Uh, but no. pro- people probably thought we had it planned from the beginning. But uh, I'm sure that has some people sort of like scratching their head. So, Kimmy, would you speak to, okay, how did you do that? And, uh, you know, what did you do in that transition with your current team in the company that you built? How did you address that with them? How did you coach them through it? How did you support them? How are they doing now? And mm-hmm. how are you keep how are you keeping the two totally separate? Yeah, so um that was probably one uh, you know the first most challenging experience for me was when our company was acquired and the second was when I made the decision to uh move over and join you because like I said, I, I love my team. I'll always love them. So it was almost like deciding to get a divorce in a way, but not really because they're all still my very close friends. You know, you really were in tremendously valuable. Number one, uh, your vision of lifting our profession and doing things the right way uh, resonated with me, and I didn't want to uh, hurt the company. I didn't want to hurt my distributors. I didn't want to try to move everybody over from that organization to your organization. I wanted to leave with integrity. I wanted to leave them all intact. They'd already been through massive change and were getting their feet and footing and excited about their company growing. And so it was a beautiful transition, actually, because they all supported me in my move. They all think very highly of you. Uh, obviously, it makes perfect sense to want to be building in a company with your partner instead of on two separate paths. And so they were so incredibly supportive of me leaving. Uh, their leadership was at such a great level that, you know, they're in perfect shape on their own, leading the charge without me. Uh, granted, I miss them dearly, but they sent me off with well wishes, and um, none of them came over to join me here with your company, and I'm starting from scratch, and I'm loving it. It's actually really exciting. It's exciting. It's like as if I was starting day one the first time I got started in network marketing, and um you know, you hear, oh, you can't, some people will not be able to make it round two. And I can tell you that um, it's, it's, it's not the explosive start that I had with my last company, but, but it's different now. I, I'm building um, in, with a different mentality and kind of a more mature outlook on how I'm building. And it's just been wonderful so far. Okay, big shift in the next couple of questions. What is the number one mistake, you either did it repetitively or you only did it once, that you have made in your career that you think had the the most significant ripple long-term impact, the biggest mistake you ever made? Uh, that I know would it, definitely... I know, you, I know you had to make at least one. that would definitely be my slowing down in recruiting. Um, I got so wrapped up in, you know, leading and creating. And uh, if I had continued 
to recruit on a, a one a day or a two a day every day, you know, five days a week consistently. Um, my organization that I took a step back from would look very different than it does. And I, like you talked about my leader legs, I would probably have, you know, 12 really solid leaders in that organization. And because I slowed down, uh, that's not the case. So what's so beautiful about moving forward is I learned from that. And so I'm committed to talking to two people every day, so whether it be on Facebook, whether I go out and share a four-year career with somebody in the public, whether I uh, – you know, it's amazing, too, is that we all think we run out of people to talk to. And, you know, here I built an organization, and I'm starting over from scratch talking to people that did not join my old company. And I still have – tons and tons and tons of contacts to reach out to. So that's one of the things that I think people undervalue themselves is who are they going to talk to, and we're never going to run out of people. So that is my huge learning lesson for this time around. Okay, and the next question is, what is the smartest thing that you've done in building, and you can't say me, what is the smartest thing you've done in building that will create the longest lasting benefit? I would have to say that the smartest thing besides choosing you uh, would be that getting my brand new distributor started correctly, um, taking the time to do that instead of just sponsoring like mad and getting in as many people as possible and, you know, this frenzy. It's really slowing down to create a quality organization of people who know how to build and who feel confident launching their business so that they stay for the long haul. And you did that. Yep. And that's that's why I think, you know, Kimmy, you actually have extraordinary ratios. You for every ten people you personally sponsored, you have a leader leg. And that can't happen if you just throw mud against the wall and you recruit people in a frenzy. That can only happen if you commit to people and partner with people and love people and champion them and build a strong relationship with them. Still nine out of ten in your case, didn't make it. But one out of ten is actually a is a fantastic ratio. So the last question, Kimmy Everett, as we wrap this interview up, is what are you building in network marketing? What does the future look like? Like if you fast forward five or ten years, who is Kimmy Merrill Everett in the network marketing community? What has she built what has she created, and what is the legacy that people will speak about your impact on your business and the profession? Wow, that's a big question. Um, you know, I think in aligning myself with you and your vision and your integrity, uh, for me, where I want to see myself and my organization and my team uh, five years, ten years from now, is that we really do make a, a mark and a stamp on the, the vision of network marketing as a whole. I am committed and passionate about educating people about our profession and um, doing it in a way that honors people so that they are excited about network marketing versus turned off by it. And so 
where where I see me is a a role model, especially for other single parents, single women in particular, that anything is possible and that we can do it in a way that is respectful and that really shapes the face of network marketing for our kids and their kids so that we have this profession that we're proud of and that the world becomes proud of and is excited by and admires. Okay, I have, an, I have a PS <clears throat> last question. Speak to this group, whether the listeners are parents or single parents uh, or just people that are burdened by a life that is struggling just to pay the bills, speak to specifically what your life in network marketing has created as an inspiration for the women of the world. You know, most women, most of the most distributors in network marketing are women. It, it is dominated by women. And I want you to speak to why you think that is and also, one of the things that's missing in the network marketing community is most of the big money earners, the twenty-five, fifty, hundred thousand dollar a month earners, are, however, men. Mm -hmm. And what is the opportunity for women? The empowerment opportunity, the opportunity to live a life of significance, to be able to get on top of the economic power curve and create freedom. I know one of the things I've heard you speak so powerfully about is the relationship as a mom that you were were able to provide your daughter when you're grinding out a living. You actually, uh, uh, as I recall, worked at the school that your daughter went to so she could get free tuition. But mm -hmm. what is like what is life like as a mom? prior to network marketing and after network marketing, what has it provided you and Haley as in a relationship? Well, you're asking me when she's at 16 years old, so we have a little bit of a 16-year-old struggle at the moment. However, uh, as, far <laughs> as, what as far as what it's provided us, uh, I, I mean, it has brought our relationship to an entirely different level because I'm available, I am here, I am um, – uh, you know, first of all, we get to go on vacations together versus her having to be with a babysitter or at a camp. Um, so the times that I missed out on when I was a single mom working a job and I didn't get to be with her, I, I have tremendous guilt about that. And, you know, I, I one of the most important things to me is that during Haley's vacation time, I am with Haley and she and I plan it out together because of all the times that I missed out on when I was working. And so the quality of our relationship is very different than what it was before. You know, at the end of my work week, I was exhausted. And while I wanted to be a good mom, I didn't have it in me to get up and go and do the things that were important to her. I was just worn out. And so now we get to, you know, Mother's Day was beautiful this year. We went on an, an unbelievable hike, and we have talks about the things that are important to her. And, and one of the things I love 
is that Haley wants to go to college, but she also wants to be a network marketer. She wants to do this for her career. She has seen the freedom it's provided me, and she's actually tapped into building her own business, and it's allowed her to step out in, out of her comfort zone and, you know, uh, become a speaker and really shine in, in that leadership role for herself. So I see network marketing for women as an incredible opportunity for us to step up in our leadership. And, um, you know, why do I think women are, are – so, uh, you know, why are there more women in network marketing? And, and I think that we can have more and more women leaders because we multitask very well. We can do uh, 5, 10, 20 things at once. And because we are about relationship and we have that sense of really being able to get to know people, and that's what this business is about. And the more you get to know your team and honor them and love them, the more they uh, connect with you. And so that's where that culture is created. And so I, I just see that more and more women will be stepping up into the role of leadership in network marketing over the next five to ten years, and I do believe that we will absolutely dominate this profession. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Kimmy. That um, that was an extraordinary interview i didn't have to say much at all you uh you laid it out ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to her story it's it is certainly a remarkable story i mean there's thousands of of people that launch a network marketing career and hope that even one-tenth of what kimmy accomplished could happen for them but i hope you paid attention to the lessons that she provided both the things she did right and the things she would do different next time and the team building and the retreats and the relationship building and the fun and the love and the nurturing of people and at the same time, the massive action that gets that that plane off the ground and gives it lift and has it fly. Uh, Kimmy, you are you're just a phenomenal inspiration and your story will be told by millions of people over the next 10, 20, 30 years and will inspire, I expect, tens of thousands of people to accomplish something like what you accomplished and some of them even more. So I acknowledge you and, of course, love you immensely for your spirit and your vision and your courage and your energy. Thank you for sharing it with people tonight. Thank all of you for joining us on the call. I hope you got at least one gem that will shift your business. It only takes one thing. You interview everybody that makes, you know, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a month or more in this business. They'll tell you it was one thing that made all the difference for them. One thing somebody said, one call, one tape, one meeting. And as long as we keep ourselves immersed in the story of not just possibility and not just probability but inevitability, as long as you keep yourself immersed in that conversation, you're going to hear that one thing that is your tipping point in your belief system that has you flip the switch that says, I can do this, and not as a possibility, and not even as a probability, but you're going to say to yourself, I can do this, and what you feel in every cell of your body is the inevitability of it. And when you hit that point, you start to resonate and vibrate and put off an energy of belief. And people are attracted to that. People are attracted to people that are on fire. 
they want they want to come and warm themselves around that fire and that's how you build an empire in this business thank you all for joining us tonight we'll talk to you in a couple of ne- weeks with our next guest on the bliss business heroes call good night thank you for joining us on this episode of richard bliss brooks network marketing heroes podcast for more invaluable training tools such as audios, videos, and of course, his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.